Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Get ready for Mind Shock with Dr. Ron Dalrymple, the premier podcast in the world, bringing you hidden truths about your mind's incredible powers. Get ready to free your mind. Everybody, welcome to Mind Shock, Dr. Ryan Dalrymple. The show will take you to the outer limits of your mind, into the inner limits, the true final frontier. Our theme for this show is evolution of the supermind. I began working at NASA at 17 years old. As I told this story before, where we put people in space back in those days for the first time, and space was called the final frontier. But at 19 years old, while at NASA, I discovered that the mind is an energy field that transcends the physical brain, and you could integrate all the major fields of psychology together with math and physics and Eastern and Western philosophies. In that case, the true final frontier is inner space, the exploration of the true powers of mind. So our mission is to take you to the true outer limits of inner space. Think about that, the outer limits of inner space. Our motto for this show is super mind, super body, and super spirit. In today's chaotic world, there's a revolution sweeping the globe about who we are and what we are doing here. A mind revolution that is changing everything. Whole new theories of mind that turn old science on its head. Old science is three-dimensional and limited to the physical senses. Call four dimensions with time. That's been a very important advent in the world because three-dimensional science, empirical science, has come to many fascinating and powerful conclusions, but we need to go beyond that. We're developing new models of science consider n dimensions as n, the number n, approaches infinity. Today we have a great guest, Elaine Caden, who's a really brilliant artist and a great book. Elaine, how you doing? I'm great, and thank you for having me. I love this. I love everything you just said. Well, it's our pleasure to have you here. Thank you much. I really enjoyed reading your book, Making Marks. It's really fascinating. We tie it into psychological concepts and so forth. We often start with talking about how you came to this point in your life when you created this book. Let's go back to maybe the beginning where you got your start and so forth, and what led to this, if we could. Well, okay. I, um, I, I have always been one to draw, so drawing has been a mode for going inward since I was, well, as, as young as I can remember. And mm-hmm. as an artist developing and then being a teacher um, early on in my you know, career like at age 20 after art school, I um, I was teaching. I, I was doing children's books, you know, starting a career in children's books, writing and illustrating books for kids, and I was also teaching as artist-in-residence or um, in progressive independent schools where there was a lot of freedom to experiment. And what I noticed was that after about age seven, 
kids who had freely expressed without, you know, any self-consciousness braced up a little. You know, so they developmentally we we get to be seven or eight and we go through the age of reason. You know, we we do want to render. We want a drawing to look like an object and things like that. So we're developing, but it seems like to me from that point on, after about you know age seven or eight, people have lost that exuberant feeling of original creative expression. And so as I taught kids and adults. It, it began, you know, I went around being um, author in residence or I mean, visiting author at schools and libraries and things like that and really trying to get people back to drawing the way they did when they were younger. Um, and so at the point where I did this book, Making Marks Discover the Art of Intuitive Drawing, I was exploring ways in which visual imagery connects us to our empathic sensing, our intuitive knowing. Um, we tend to think that visual imagery is, you know, is just sort of out there and it, we don't really give it much thought, yet our, our society uses it to make us buy things. You know, <laughs> that's mainly how we use it. We manipulate each other because we know that we are very sensitive visually and we will respond to visual imagery. And I thought that... Um, um, you know, one way to get people expressing again is to also help help us all understand how influenced we are by visual imagery. And so those two themes really came together. And I discovered by accident that you could just be kind of in an intuitive moment, which is also a creative moment, ready to draw freely with an intention in your heart or on your mind to help another person. And that drawing itself that you create with that intention could actually connect to things that would help that person. So what do I mean by that? I mean that literally I was about to do a healing, intuitive healing session with a stranger, and I closed my eyes, and I was in my studio, and I I felt like I was compelled to draw in that moment. I just drew like what you would call a scribble, you know, just my eyes were closed and I was thinking of helping this person. And then when I opened my eyes and started gazing at the drawing, I started seeing recognizable imagery and I started making notes. And then one thing led to another. Um, when the person called, I said, I told her what I had done and asked if I could describe to her what was in the drawing. And she said yes. And then I described what I saw. And it was incredibly synchronistic. The things that I described to her had a lot of meaning to her, for her, based on some life experiences she had. So I thought, wow, you know, we really are able to connect not just to our own inner being, but to that of others, you know, um, through being creative, through being um, naturally expressive. So I thought, we can't lose this. Why did we lose this? Our, our society has lost valuing drawing almost entirely. Um, one of the things that I love, it's a quote that's in the book. It's a Paul Clay quote. And what, you know, Paul Clay was a wonderful artist. But he said, in the final analysis, a drawing simply is no longer a drawing, no matter how self-sufficient its execution may be. It is a symbol, and the more profoundly the imaginary lines of projection meet higher dimensions, the better.
I think that idea about meeting higher dimensions is really interesting. Well, that's a fascinating concept. I love the idea of tapping into higher dimensions, the fact that you can go into that relaxed state of mind. You know, I tried some of your techniques in your book, and I really enjoyed it. You write with your non-dominant hand. You have a certain attention in mind with a certain emotion, and what happens is you express something which is powerfully symbolic of what you're thinking about, not on a conscious level, but the unconscious level. The fact that you can pick up on somebody else's thoughts at a deeper level is truly amazing, Lanky. Please pick that up. Tell us more about that. Well, I will, because um, I'm fascinated, too. I think it really comes down to our oneness in our human condition and in our you know, really spiritual essence. Um, and you're right, the, the drawing, the way I have people get to that place where they can draw freely and expressively without self-consciousness or self-criticism is you, do, you use your non-dominant hand and you close your eyes. Because I discovered when I drew with kids and adults that if their eyes are open, they're looking at what they're ma- the marks they're making with a lot of self-criticism, and so that freezes them up. But so you uh, you 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 know draw with emotion or or with being aware that you embody emotion. Um, that you do that with eyes closed, non-dominant hand. And then you open your eyes and gaze, and you see what meaning you may find in the images that you just created. And then trust what comes. In other words, you might gaze at something and think of something not logical at all. You might gaze at the drawing and think of um, roast beef and mashed potatoes, and you have no idea. But in this method, you just trust it and write it down. For some reason, the image that you're gazing at made you think of that. You don't know why yet. It's unconscious. You're not sure. Um, You write that down. And then you discover and connect after gazing and trusting. And that's where we go deeper and, um, you know, discover why do I feel this way? Why did I think this? What does uh, does, um, something like using the example I just gave you know, uh, mashed potatoes, um, well, what do they mean to me? When's, what's my first memory of that? Um, do I like them? How do they make me feel? Oh, it reminds me of my grandmother and big dinners. You know, you, it, in other words, what we usually ignore in this method you pay attention to, you actually have an intuitive conversation inwardly. Then when you draw to support someone else, you make a drawing in honor of them and simply share what came up, it actually has meaning for them in ways that you would never imagine. And I, it's a mystery as to exactly why, except in my experience it has to do with the fact that we easily can support each other in our spiritual, you know, psychological, emotional processes. You know, as we live and breathe, we can actually be together and um find ways to enhance the lives of others, but we think it's so hard to do that. You know, we don't realize that we're, we have empowerment to do that. We think, oh, my gosh, I need help. I need to go study something or I need to, you know, go travel the world and see what it is I'm missing. You know, we, we make it hard. Um, I think we don't know how powerful we are to affect change and transformation for each other. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great point. Yeah. You know, projection techniques go way back in psychiatry and psychology, trying to read the unconscious mind or the subconscious mind, going back to Rorschach, house tree person, the Mac apperception test. Various tests have been developed 
in kind of a structured sense, but some more unstructured, because see what the person is thinking about or feeling at a deeper level, which they may not be conscious of. Now, the workshop, mm -hmm. the TAT, those kinds of tests are kind of a structured way to look at it, where, of course, a lot of unstructured material coming out. But your, your idea, I think, is really great because it's a projective technique. We have the patient or individual, the client, project their thoughts and feelings in a very various form, or you might do it for them, which can pick up on some deep-level material which they may not, been, may not have been aware of. How do you see that? Well, actually, I would say um, a couple of things. Um, this method is really about self-reflection and self-knowledge. You know, in other words, um, I wouldn't draw, I wouldn't, you know, you don't do a stream drawing. These are called stream drawings or intuitive stream drawings. You wouldn't do one to analyze someone or to say, you know, oh, I know what you're thinking. Aha, I get it. You are unconsciously this, that, or the other. That's never what it is because we, we would not draw for We would never draw if we thought everyone looked at what we draw and analyzes us, right? That wouldn't feel safe. In fact, that's probably one of the reasons why people don't draw is they don't want to be judged and criticized and have someone analyze them. But if, let's say you and I are, you know, talking and you say that you've got something weighing on you and I care about you, so I offer or you ask me, would you do a stream drawing meditation and just tell me what you get? I then dedicate a stream drawing to you not knowing anything about your experience. And then I would just simply describe what it meant to me. I'm always describing what something meant to me, right? I'm not describing you or analyzing you. But in the process of us engaging in the conversation, you may well say, wow, what you just said based on your experience I relate to because it reminds me of this, that, or the other, or it it actually helps me see my situation from a different point of view. So um, in other words, you know, the drawing method is for us to do privately by ourselves for ourselves or to offer to do it with someone on behalf of them or have them do it on behalf of us. But again, we're never analyzing them. We're just simply sharing how an image affected us. Does that make sense? Well, so I wasn't drawing a parallel to analyze, when I'm analyzing people, rather the idea that you're tapping into the unconscious mind, whatever purpose it might be used. And when projective yeah. techniques are used in psychiatry psychology, it's not to say, aha, I gotcha. It's to simply help understand what's going on with the person at a deeper level. But we can think right. about well, also another, yeah, something else I studied. I'm, right I'm right a daughter right. of a psychiatrist, you know. And, I know, and, um, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. So, I, yeah, so, you know, I mean, I really under, I appreciate that. I'm just saying that. Um, making the point because you go to a psychiatrist to have them analyze you or to help you have insight and then thereby you can be healed. Um, and in this, it's, it's similar, like you say, because we're using a drawing method to have deeper understanding of what is unconscious. That's true. But again, it's not giving the power to someone else to do that, it's more just sharing, and in the process, I may come to that myself. Yeah, the whole, the whole point is you can tap into the unconscious mind in lots of different ways. There, of course, mm -hmm. a number of years ago called Silva Mind Control, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. This guy, Jose Silva, had gone to the, uh, worked at the ancient mystical order of Rosé Crucis in San Jose, California, and learned a lot of their techniques. 
and developed his own, like, you know, mind techniques where basically he would train people to go into alpha, like drop into alpha where you lower the brain's brain waves to a deeper, relaxed state, a creative state, where you can mm-hmm. access the inner aspects of mind as well. And after about two and a half days of that, we then do experiments where each person would take, say, five people they knew, and say, if you and I were doing it, you might say the names of five people, their age, where they live. That's it. But I would, mm-hmm. in alpha, state of alpha, say, okay, this person has this medical problem, this medical problem, so on, in reverse roles. And what we found in the class that there was a 93% hit rate of picking up on what the other person was thinking about. I know. Isn't that, that just amazing? Yeah. I, yeah. I know. How and guess what else? Have you heard of Henry Reed, Dr. Henry Reed? Uh-huh. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he's with the um, Edgar Casey. Well, he he's right. really the one who founded, I think, the Edgar Casey Institute for Intuitive Studies. And I I did a after after finding this out through these drawings, you know, with wow, what is happening? Uh, what is happening? I discovered his work because he had discovered similar to what you just described how you could get a group of people together who don't know each other or don't know each other's, you know, issues or their, you know, things they want to deal with or, you know, um, problems, you might say, and have them dedicate um, a dream to that person. So we did here, here's how it works. You know, we it was like a dozen of us. Um, none of us had met. I don't think anyone knew the other until this week that we had together, and one person said, I have, a, I have something I want to, to find a solution for. I have something in my life I'm really troubled by. And so Henry had us all collectively promise to dream on behalf of this person. So we go to sleep that night, and we all dream, right? And we wake up and we write our dreams down, and then we gathered and we one by one shared our dream, and you know what was so fascinating is not only were the symbols and scenes in each person's dream really similar, it, it, all of it was thematically right aligned with what her issue was. And you think the same thing that you said about the Silva method, how can this be? How? I don't know. I mean, it's just the most fascinating thing. Right. Exactly, Well. The whole idea of quantum field psychology is that after analyzing all different approaches to psychology and topological mathematics, calculus, and quantum physics, you can't the idea that the mind is energy and transcends the physical brain. That can explain how these things happen. If you look at the approaches of various theoretical physicists like Bohm and Sheldrake, Prebum, and many others, they mm-hmm. have parallel theories the idea that there's something much higher activating through the mind. They don't quite mm-hmm. get into places called consciousness or a higher being, but the acknowledge the fact there is something higher acting through the conscious mind. So there's a lot of parallels yeah. coming out all over the world, people looking for these answers. But the mind is energy, like you know, Casey talked about that. There's a guy there by the name of David uh, Wiltshire, something like that, David, uh, who claims that he's a reincarnation of Casey. So that's very interesting. But I'll have to yeah. about that. But, oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean... It's kind of interesting, and, and you, maybe people exist multidimensionally. You know, you have a little bit of your soul energy still in the world, you know, a little bit with uh, Edgar Casey, you know, in a way, or reincarnating in someone. Uh, it's really fascinating, and I, I love how it merges with science, consciousness, yeah, you know, becoming the thing. Yeah. yeah, it really does. Today, folks, we're here with Lane Caden, a fascinating work on making Mars, Dr. Ron Dalrymple with Mind Shock. Take, take a break here in a few minutes. 
for a few minutes. We'll be back shortly with more ideas about how her work ties into other approaches in psychology and creativity throughout the ages. Folks, be back in a minute. Stick with us. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything, and once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. ASMC, the premier German company that supplies everything for adventure, from outdoor clothes to outdoor gear, even backpacks. Lots of quality and lots of specials. To start your adventure, go to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ASMC. Paradise Found 2015 is a film that sparks of intrigue about the discovery of quantum field psychology. Throw in a sexy spy story, a conflict between father and son against the backdrop of NASA, and interspersed with World War II flashback combat scenes, and you'll be surprised to discover the foundation of a whole new theory of mind. Rent or buy Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com and prepare for the explosive conclusion. That's Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. A complete mind development course, The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, helps you develop your concentration, memory, imagination, and more, all to help you program your mind towards success. But it's not a boring read. You are taken on a journey with a young man who is trying to start his own business and immerses himself into a journey of self-discovery. A powerful book that you can read again and again. Get The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple at Amazon.com. The Inner Manager at Amazon.com. Remember, positive impacts. www.healthylife.net. Rimple and Mind Shock. Working day, Elaine Caden wrote a fascinating book called Making Mark. She's an artist looking into the psychological aspects of this and how it ties into creativity and helping people. It's really a fascinating approach. Elaine, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Okay. We just broke off here talking about tying into education. You made a reference in your book about sleeping on top of, that he slept on top of a French book, or Casey claimed to have slept on top of a French book, and the next day he could speak French. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about that. Well, I wish I could tell you more about it in, in, in my own experience. I wish something like that worked for me. I mean, it may at times, and we don't realize it, but um, I was so taken by that. Like, the idea that you could absorb information to that degree pretty much effortlessly. Um, I, I wonder what you think about the idea. Some people feel like, and I think there's something to it, like a kind of cosmic brain, like an amorphous cloud where all of the information exists 
and where we can tap into it, and we often do. We just get ideas or our feelings, you know, maybe through creative actions, synthesize um, into form and structure in ways that we didn't think it came from us at all. It just seemed to appear. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think I'd love to know your scientific perspective on sure. that. Yeah, in fact, in quantum field psych, we talk about that, the idea that there is a higher conscious mind at higher frequencies or a constellation of consciousness which integrates perhaps the entire universe. Some refer it as the noosphere or the universal sphere of consciousness. In fact, we spoke to Dr. Shelley Joy a couple weeks ago about that very issue, her background in physics and math and engineering. She wrote a fascinating mm -hmm. book called The Electromagnetic Brain. We talked about it, and some other folks have also referred to that, of course, in their writings, that there is a universal sphere of consciousness that we all tap into at a deeper state. So you go into a deep, relaxed state of mind, you go into self-hypnosis or deep relaxation, meditation, yoga, whatever, if you still the, the brain, they can access the mind at much higher frequencies, which then allows you to travel throughout the universe or whatever, or at least discover very creative, brilliant uh -huh. ideas. Now, a great example of that is Nikolai Tesla, who would go into a deep state of concentration and would create an electric motor in his mind's eye and watch it run for months on end, visualizing the entire thing, and then mm -hmm. observe the points of friction, believe it or not, on the parts of the motor, and he would build the motor in the physical world and it would run perfectly. But it was all done through yeah. the physical. You see, because I think so clearly, they're often more clear than physical objects in his world. Now, Mozart, Mozart also, I talked to a gentleman a couple weeks ago about this very idea, Jim Jensen, who wrote a book called Expand the Higher Your Subconscious Mind, which is based upon earlier work by Dr. Joseph Murphy called Power Your Subconscious Mind. It was really a brilliant book, first published in 1963, but had access to inner mind and so forth. We talked about that issue that Mozart could go into in a deep meditative state, and he could write an entire symphony, but what Jim was saying he would write a certain part at a time, like he might, for example, write all the wind instruments. You'd hear it mm -hmm. playing in his mind's ear, as it were, write down note for note perfect what he was hearing. You say, can't you hear that? Can't you hear it? Of course he couldn't. He's in a different frequency right. range. He'd write down all the music for all the wind instruments. Then another time he'd write all, all the uh, notes for all the string instruments and then for piano and so forth. So he'd write all the instruments, all the notes for all the instruments of an entire symphony from his mind's ear. Think about that, the power of that. Right? It's, I know, and I, I feel like that's, you know, and when you talk about Tesla, and, and here we are only now really understanding that when we should have for a long time, or Mozart, right. that, that creativity, empathic sensing, intuition, imagination, a sense of the spiritual is all kind of in one space within us, and so you can use creative visualization. I mean, we, we act like the imagination is something silly, stop daydreaming, and yet it's this thing where everything great that we have around us, including the chair we're sitting on, is created there before it manifests here. Right. And and we, exactly. we barely use it. We don't teach children to use it at all, almost mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, Jim was talking about trying to create a system where these techniques are brought into schools. I brought up years ago, we wrote a book called The Inner Manager, about very similar you know, concepts and whatnot. Back in 1989, the idea is to get into schools, and of course there's tremendous resistance. The schools mm -hmm. have their own curriculum they want to teach and so forth. A lot of forces are involved in that, teachers' unions so so forth. So there's a lot of resistance, but of course, on individual levels, as families and whatnot, as parents, grandparents, whatever, we can definitely teach the kids these ideas and help them grow and tap into these intuitive forces. You know, Deepak Chopra mm -hmm. told me one time, I was talking to him, he taught his kids this stuff, these ideas at a very young age. And from then on, 
they ran their own lives. They're like seven mm-hmm. years old making decisions, doing this, doing that, because they went within to the inner powers, learned how to access that, to trust that. Like you said, trust your words in your book, great concept, trust your words, trust what comes out. These kids, from that point forward, you now they arrange their school, they arrange college, graduate school, and so forth, because they're mm-hmm. in tune those higher powers and knew how to do that. Isn't it amazing? It really young. is. It really yeah. is, and, and it's um, empowering in a way that matters because we have trained everybody to fear humiliation for being right or wrong, you know, being wrong, oh, my God, in front of everybody, to look outwardly for all the answers. And we learn a lot from each other. It's not entirely a bad idea. We do teach each other a lot, and there's a lot of good that goes on in school. It's just that what if we did help people trust their inner knowing, it would be very different world, and people would be very powerful in, in, in that they would have agency yeah. and self-assertion in ways that, you know, yes. might be better than than when we lack that. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, I remember going through school that the greatest fear people had was public humiliation from having to do speaking in class. If somebody yes. stand up and speak, they'd be insulted, attacked, laughed at. So kids yeah. have this very powerful, yeah, social phobia. In fact, the Terrible. most common phobia, social phobia, is public speaking. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. We're ashamed. Yeah, we're we're scared. scared. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. You know. so, yeah. One way to, to – go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, hope we're, I think we're getting better. I think there is a consciousness movement happening, and I think we're getting yeah. better and better and better. And I think things like what we just went through this past year, which we're not out of, where we had to go inward literally, you can't even, if you're near anyone, it should be six feet away from them. You know, the whole movement now, as far as momentum with our dealing with our times, is encouraging us to accept going inward. And there's a lot of resistance. People don't feel comfortable. Um, maybe because they're afraid. Maybe it's scary. Maybe there are things that might come up that are hard to grapple with. But I think largely people are also embracing of it and have an intuitive sense about, oh, yeah, there's some beauty in this, too. You know, so maybe we're coming along. What do you think? No, I think so. It's, uh, it is a good time to kind of look inward and do some explorations. It's time to become Netflix Nation is one joke. Like Netflix is boomed like crazy. Many mm-hmm. folks have been isolated. So they turn to Netflix mm-hmm. and hopefully they turn to other creative outlets as well, like maybe they start playing musical instruments, do some writing on the computer or whatever it might be. Maybe stream draw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stream draw, I was just going to say, it's a great way to get those feelings out. And it's a powerful way to express those inner feelings and discover what's inside because, again, as we mentioned before, you can often tap into that unconscious mind what it's trying to tell us. Because at mm-hmm. this one point, a lot of research shows that that inner mind, that higher mind, in fact, I was going to say earlier that we often can download, this is what Tesla and Mozart and others have learned how to do, is download that higher mind into the conscious mind so that they become one, so that the higher, higher level of consciousness is constantly talking down to our, or through our ego so we can express those powers and abilities in the daily world so we can create you know, wonderful things upon Earth. And the more we make mm-hmm. that connection to the higher mind, the more it talks to us. So as we pay attention to it, it communicates with us, Help us create great things upon Earth. So yeah, maybe this period your time will so beautifully expressed. Yeah, yeah, you just expressed it so beautifully, and I feel like there's a quality of heartfelt. You know, it isn't all mental energy. It encompasses what what I would almost say is our emotional um, 
atmospheric or atmospheric conditions within, you know. And so the consciousness kind of embraces all of it all at the same time. And it's great not to let the ego be in charge of everything all the time. It's such a relief. That's exactly right, and that's a really good point. You know, not let the ego control. In fact, we'll come back after this next break and talk more about that creative process because there's separate phases to it. So, folks, we're here today with Lane Cage in our fascinating book, Making Marks. Dr. Ron Dalrymple's Mind Shock. Talk about the powers of creativity and how to express that within. She's found some fascinating ways to get some of your inner ideas out, your inner self talking, and so forth. So, we'll be back in a few moments, folks. This is Lane Caden. Stay with us. Here's a fun, stimulating program that can teach you how to develop your own powers of creation. It uses a three-part mind, stimulating approach to get you to develop your own creative thinking. It will help you create a powerful self-image and helps you see how you can take creative action. You'll develop your thinking power and your skills, and you can do this in eight days. Get Dr. Ron Dalrymple's book, Eight Days to Creative Power, on Amazon.com. Overcome your problems with the step-by-step guide. So get Eight Days to Creative Power on Amazon.com. Get high-quality glasses, sunglasses, and prescription lenses at eyeglasses.com. Choose from over 250,000 items and 400 brands. Already have frames? Get replacement lenses. It's easy. Go to our advertiser page and click eyeglasses.com. A complete mind development course. The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple helps you develop your concentration, memory, imagination, and more, all to help you program your mind towards success. But it's not a boring read. You are taken on a journey with a young man who is trying to start his own business and immerses himself into a journey of self-discovery, a powerful book that you can read again and again. Get The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple at Amazon.com. The Inner Manager at Amazon.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything. And once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Welcome back. Dr. Ryan Dalrymple on Mind Shock. We've got Lane Caton here with a great book called Making Marks. He's an artist. And I think really a psychologist at heart, getting the work you've done. Elaine, how are you doing? I'm, I'm really good. I'm really enjoying this conversation with you. Well, thank you. It's great having you here. And, you, know, you just made a comment before our break about the emotional atmosphere, which I think is a really powerful idea. Tell us more about that, please, how you see that. Okay. Well, I'm feeling my way more than I'm thinking my way sometimes. So let's say that there is a knowing that comes without thinking. Thinking might come after, but this knowing, um, you know, 
it's more like when you, you're standing somewhere and you get feelings and, and you feel them strongly, can't really identify them yet, not by the conscious mind right there on the spot, but these feelings can emerge in full force um, through a creative act and then thereby consciousness more like the mental process happens. So let's say, you know, it, oftentimes when people are creating, for example, they get into that zone. Um, sometimes athletes talk about the zone. You know, you get into that other place in space where you're not thinking, thinking. You're not trying to solve things. Your ego is not talking to you. You're not doing anything, but you may be sensing a powerful substance of something within, and it's close to emotional volume, I guess. It's hard to find words to say. And then you can have a kind of surprise arise through this through a creative process when you're in that space, like, oh, you know, serendipity or, or something, you know, just something you couldn't see coming came. And often, you know, visual artists talk about it because they're in the process and then something appears almost as, as though it came through them, not from them. And I feel like intuition and intuitive intelligence is of the heart connected with the synthesizing of emotional knowing with mental knowing. So we, we tend to think everything is always mental and of the brain, but what is the brain? I mean, sometimes my stomach tells me before my mind has figured it out. You know, I'll go into some place and not feel comfortable, and I don't know why. There's no reason why I shouldn't. It's my stomach churning or my nervous system talking. And we could maybe analyze that and say it is still the brain, but I don't feel it as that. I don't experience it that way at first. So sometimes I think intuitive knowing has a way of um, feeling, and I guess we do do that when we're being empathic. We actually are emotionally picking up on the feelings of others. We're, we're connecting emotionally. If, that, if I'm being articulate at all, which I hope I am, but it's hard for me to verbalize. Um, I don't know if you could follow what I just sure. said. Yeah, of course. Uh, that's really a really powerful concept is to get into the zone. We often talk about that. When you're in the zone of deep relaxation, that these higher thoughts will come to you. Athletes, of course, talk about being in the zone. I see sports psychology. We train folks to get into that deep state of relaxation where they, they visualize in advance what they're going to do. So they practice the, the arts. I used to put baseball players down here in South Florida. A lot of the teams are down here in the wintertime. We get, of course, you guys are practicing all the time, so we get them to, to visualize perfect play, perfect execution, whether they're batting, catching, grounding, whatever. And then when they get out there to totally relax, have fun with it, which will put them in the zone so they're totally relaxed and calm so they can play at the highest possible level. Same thing is true with, like, music. Often musicians go on stage, they want to be relaxed, be calm, hopefully be straight. You know, back in the old days, a lot, still, I'm sure a lot of them use uh, alcohol and, and pot, whatever, to deal with the anxiety and the fear. Public performance, you're playing for the 80,000 people. You imagine these guys have anxiety. But the key is to be relaxed and calm, be straight, of course, hopefully. Be relaxed and calm, get into the zone, and then the plane will come through you in a very brilliant, powerful way. You don't need those. Yeah, and, and uh, thinking yeah, about, um, I'm sorry, I need to interrupt you. I got excited right, about what you said. Well, okay. let's, let's <laughs> talk about that because let's say, let's say you have a dream, and the mind, the unconscious mind, gives us all kinds of symbols and scenery and conversation and color and you name it. It's, it's happening cinematically in the mind's eye and the third eye. 
you wake up, and it's sometimes very hard to make sense. So what, what this is what you, uh, Jung, Carl Jung said to do, which I, I really think is the way to learn about our dreams or about the unconscious mind. How did the dream make you feel? Mm-hmm. So you find the meaning, the meaning through following the breadcrumbs of the feelings, of the emotionality. That's what I think I meant by the emotional atmosphere. What was the emotional atmosphere of that dream? And then you'd recognize where you had that feeling before. And then some of the symbols and imagery start to make sense. And I think basically the whole point in the end is for us to find meaning in all the things we go through and in our relationships and interrelationships. And, you know, it may, it is psychological, but it's also emotional. It is, it is psychological and it's also spiritual. It, it, it encompasses really so much more than just mental processing. In fact, the mental processing needs the emotionality and the intuition and the imagination to, to, to function. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Now, we talk about that also in quantum field psych, that you can draw associations and connections different parts of the conscious energy field through thoughts, mm-hmm. by thought parallels, also through the senses, and also, of course, through the emotions. So, for example, mm-hmm. you have a dream in your point. If you have a dream of very powerful emotionality, does it make you, does it remind you of in your life where you had a similar emotional experience? Because it might be a parallel or a reflection or a projection of that. And you track that back. He's made a point in your book very well. It'll give you often great answers, which you may not have thought of. So, the mind, the inner mind's trying to tell you something symbolically, you know, to look at those emotions as a reason why they're, they're coming up. Absolutely, I love that. Yeah. It's my, I'm so into that because with stream drawings, that's exactly what you do. How you think about what are the associations? Like if I saw an elephant in my stream drawing, I might say, well, I don't know. I, you know, okay, let me go there. What do they make me feel? What associations do I have with them? You start to really open many, many, many portals of knowing within the self based on those associations and impressions. And that's that's kind of really a creative process. But when you're in that zone creatively, you're not having to think anything. You are just sliding and gliding along with a more intuitive, creative um, opening, you know. And so that's when things start to surface. You know, it's it's very similar to dreaming, where you don't have to think to dream. It they just come. You know, you fall asleep and they come. Um, you can think to say I want to have a t- certain type of dream, and you can, you can, uh, you know, think and be lucid during a dream. But you don't have, you don't even have to do anything to to cause a dream to happen. It's the same thing with the creative process and with the stream drawing process. All you have to do is be open to the intuitive sensing and the creative life force en- energy that you have, and 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 use it and play with it. It's actually very playful. Just like yeah. little kids when they're drawing on the walls, you know. I mean, they're 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 not thinking really. They're just going with the flow of the feeling mm-hmm. and having a great time. Yeah, yeah well, it is interesting. We can tap in that inner mind, which is very powerful and very expressive. In fact, you refer to lucid dreaming in your book, and which is research done back by Marquis de Hervey de Saint Denis back in 1867. He wrote one of the one of the first books we know about it, probably just back into the Greeks also talked about uh, dream interpretation and so forth. But his idea was that you can direct the dreams, you can wake up inside the dreams. A lot of books came out in the 60s and 70s about this called Lucid Dreaming. Mm-hmm. So 
so people started to experiment with this and tap into it. Of course, Carlos Castaneda wrote a whole series of books about Don Juan and so forth. There's adventures he went through, a tapping into the inner mind as one way to access that. Folks, we're here today with Lane Caton in a fascinating book called Making Marks. Elaine, can you please tell the audience where they can find your books and find more out about you? Oh, sure. Thank you so much. I've, I've enjoyed this final frontier of going inward conversation with you. And you can find okay. me at ElaineClayton.com. That's my website. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and, and uh, all that stuff, so it's easy to reach me. You can message me right through my um, ElaineClayton.com, you know, has a way that you can, you know, fill out a little form and send an email to me that way. And my books are, are in bookstores, um, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. You can always get them on Amazon. Um, maybe your local bookstore carries it so that we can support the local bookstores, you know. Um, they're out there. And so um, I'm, I'm honored and really love it when people contact me and, and ask me about the books. You know, it's really a great way to connect with people. Well, it's our pleasure to have you here. It's our honor to have you on the show. We thank you very much for your insights and all the great work you're doing, all the people you're helping with your work. This is a very, very powerful way to express ourselves and to look at that, let that inner mind speak out as it were. So thanks a lot for being here, and all the best in your future endeavors. Thank you. I really loved our time together, so it's with heartfelt appreciation that I say thank you. Well, thank you very much. It's been great having you here. Take care, and God bless. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Paradise Found 2015 is a film that sparks of intrigue about the discovery of quantum field psychology. Throw in a sexy spy story, a conflict between father and son against the backdrop of NASA, and interspersed with World War II flashback combat scenes, and you'll be surprised to discover the foundation of a whole new theory of mind. Rent or buy Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com and prepare for the explosive conclusion. That's Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com. If you want USA and worldwide car rentals, choose rentacar.com. Free cancellations on most bookings, no hidden charges. They are trusted by over 4 million customers. Visit our advertiser page and click on the Rent-A-Car banner. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything. And once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. This is Jack Maher from the band Feed the Kitty. It's important to support the artists you love. And you can do that and get something authentic for yourself. Rock.com has the most coveted licensed merchandise of music, culture, and entertainment. So go to the advertiser page and click on rock.com now. Quantum Field Psychology 2nd Edition is an astounding book on the new theory of mind. It is the first unified field theory that incorporates the influence of the mind and emotion on physical reality, the universe, 
and even other minds. It actually integrates all modern psychology with quantum physics, mathematics, Western and Eastern spiritual beliefs. It's the true bridge between science and spirituality. Get your copy of Quantum Field Psychology, second edition, by Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Amazon.com. Radio your way. HealthyLife.net. Ron Dalrymple, who's had Lane Clayton on with her great book, Making Marks. She's an artist and also, I think, a psychologist who's tapping into some of the inner aspects of the mind with her fascinating book. Check it out. We do stream drawing. We can tap into your unconscious mind, as it were, which often gives us messages in a fascinating form. This points out the issue that creativity is both an art and a science. We can follow scientific principles and creative endeavors, but also the very artistic aspects to it. There are many ways to access the higher mind that each of us has within us. One of the concepts we talked about in quantum field psychology is that there is a higher mind, a higher consciousness. The conscious pervades everything, really, and that the higher states are really mediated by much higher frequencies of thought and energy. And part of our job is to bring those down, that higher mind, into our daily ego mind, so to connect up, which will make us much more creative and also much more successful in life if we program our thoughts and feelings in the right way. As we talked about with some guests in the past, it's very important what we think about, what we feed into our subconscious, and hence into the superconscious mind, that deeper mind within, which helps our minds manifest in various ways and helps create our own personal health and well-being. So many ways to do this. We talked about Dr. Joseph Murphy and Jim Jensen. Dr. Joseph Murphy wrote the book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind, and Jim did kind of a rewrite where he incorporated that earlier book with a new book. Well, expanded power of your subconscious mind, which is about that very aspect, what you think about and feel, what you put into that subconscious, and tends to manifest in your life. If you don't believe that, folks, you can try it. Check out those books and see, see how it works. Also, check out Elaine's book, Making Marks. You can see how doing the stream drawing she talks about, your non-dominant hand will often draw figures that you're not even aware of consciously you're doing, which are very symbolic of deeper level thoughts and feelings you've had within. Now, going back through history, thousands of years, various metaphysical approaches and techniques have been developed of human beings realize there's something much greater within us. And this has been shut down, suppressed, we talked about before, by various kingdoms and powers and whatnot, and principalities, try to control people and deny to us what great powers we have within us. What's happening now today, though, is an awakening, kind of a second renaissance around the world. We talked before about Sir Francis Bacon back in the 1500s into the 1600s and many others who helped the earlier Renaissance, which came out of the Reformation, and he and others creatively helped bring into the world a whole new level of consciousness. We're constantly fighting for humankind to wake up, as it were, to a higher level, and the forces of oppression are always there. It's kind of like chaos versus control, fighting for, uh, you know, <laughs> the illumination of humankind. And our stream drawing is a fascinating way to, to check out that inner self. Hypnosis, self-hypnosis, meditation, yoga, all are ways to tap into the inner mind as well. In fact, a person can learn self-hypnosis to feed ideas into your subconscious mind, to both help you relax and whatnot, become more creative, tap into your dreams, get creative ideas and so forth, which will then come into your life and give you many great insights. We talked about how Edgar Casey one time claimed he slept on a French book, 
the next day he could speak French. Now, I'm not sure how fluent that means, but the idea is he probably tapped in with his mind into those higher conscious levels we referred to briefly and was able to access that. Some folks, I've known people who can learn languages very quickly. I know a lady can speak, I believe, 18 languages, most of which she learned in that manner, a lot of, a lot of it was by intuition. Or she learned one Romance language, and the rest kind of fell into place, I believe because she was tapping into that higher mind, much like Mozart and Tess and others have done in various ways. It's really intriguing. Looking at dreams, our dreams often talk to us. We spoke about this some. Dreams are often messengers from a higher level, not all. Some dreams are probably just the undoing of various neurological processes, working their way out. And some dreams certainly do seem to be symbolic and trying to talk to us in various ways. With Young and many others researched this, and Freud, there's a researcher I referred to, Marquis de Hervey de St. Denis, wrote a fascinating book about lucid dreaming way back in 1867. That's some research by many people looking into what is that inner mind trying to tell us. So here we have this higher conscious mind trying to communicate with the lower conscious mind, the ego, which is driven by the lower emotions, by anger, fear, depression, guilt, and so forth, which will delude us and lead us off track, which are constantly distracted by the physical material world around us, which takes us away from a contact with that higher mind. So it takes what a lot of folks now call being aware, be here now is what was referred to before. Now it's called mindfulness. You might call it centering. I'll think of centering the thoughts back in the moment. So you're allowing yourself to be in contact again with those higher forces. You're not being driven by the past. You're not being driven by fears about the future. You focus on be here now or being mindful, being within the moment, centering, so that you're connecting with those higher levels if you wish to. So it's really a powerful, powerful thing. The world is waking up little by little, step by step, all over the world. And we're going to continue this process of talking to folks about these creative ideas. A lot of folks lined up in the weeks and months to come. We're also tapped into various creative aspects of this journey called life upon Earth. So think about that. To me, theories about evolution, for example, we talk about the evolution of form. However, our point is that the true evolution is the evolution of consciousness, the evolution of the conscious energy field to higher and higher levels. The basic point of analysis of many of the metaphysical techniques going back thousands of years, and have been looking at the metaphysical textbooks and whatnot, a lot of different references, you come to the conclusion that that is our purpose in life, to so evolve that higher conscious state, which brings us to a much more even called divine state. We all have great powers and abilities within us which we're not aware of. Once we begin to tap into it and focus upon it, we're going to bring it forth in a positive way, always to help other people, to lift them up, to make it a better world and so forth, and also increase our own health. Now, those around us, it has a great positive effect, and it connects up. Like she was saying, these minds connect up. We found in the deep relaxation techniques and alpha and silver mind control is another approach where minds do connect up. You basically pick up one another person's relatives and friends with various medical conditions. Now, how can we possibly do that? If the old theories of mind were correct, that wouldn't make any sense. How do you pick up intuitive ideas from other people halfway around the world or from wherever when you pick thinking about them and the phone rings or you pick, an e- pick up an email and you think about them? Some will say it's coincidence. Other cases, well, we can argue it's not coincidence. It's the energy transmitting back and forth. There's much more to be learned about this. Remember, Nikolai Tesla talked about these concepts. We talked about that in our film about quantum field psychology called The Endless Question, which is free on Amazon. Tesla talks about the idea that once you begin to study energy, vibration, and frequency, we'll make more progress in humankind in 10 years or so. More progress has been made in all the previous centuries and millennium of research into science, philosophy, and the meaning of life. 
means that, of course, consciousness does pertain to energy, frequency, vibration. It is an energy field itself. Right. So, folks, we're recovering in these presentations or these ideas that you're far more than we thought. So check out our film, The Endless Question, which is a two-hour documentary, free on Amazon Prime, to tell you much more about these concepts and show you there's a scientific basis to seeing that the mind is an energy field which transcends the physical brain, which entitles to science and spirituality. It's an axiomatic theory. It's not empirical yet. We're looking for empiricism later to prove it by our various aspects of it by experimentation. It's an axiomatic hard science approach, the first hard science approach we'd argue compared to the rest of the world of theoretical physics, connecting up physics and the mind with spirituality. So check out The Endless Questions based upon quantum field psychology, one of our books on Amazon, which gets into the math and physics of this whole field, which I wrote in the Italian Alps in 2004. I was in the zone. It took a month to write that. A lot of books are written in a month. So pretty amazing in the zone. All these things come out. In the case, check out that. One of our earlier books is Eight Days of Creative Power. That has happened to your creative energies. That become more creative. Another book is The Inner Manager, which is a short course in mind development itself. It's in creativity, imagination, willpower, programming your mind for success. Another book is called I Love You, God, which helps us tap into that divine sense to connect the higher mind to the ego mind. And, of course, the book Quantum Field Psychology. So folks, check out the film, The Endless Question. Come back next week. You're here every, every day at 2 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time on Healthy Life Net. It's a great network. Check out the rest of our shows. you got a lot of great, great shows on. So stick with us, folks. Come back in the future. we have a lot more for you. Dr. Ron Darable with Mind Shock signing off. See you next time. God bless.